Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Live from the Ley Line. I'm your host, Cameron Porter. I'm here with Avery Newitt, as always. How you doing, Avery? Good. How are you, bro? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And we're very excited to introduce uh, a returning champion, Brandon, um, back to tell us about the truths of the universe. Um, on the previous time he was on here, we threw it down about occultism, and we talked about his villain origin story. And yeah. <laughs> So, Brandon, how you doing, my friend? Doing swell, doing swell, hanging in there, alive, still studying, still doing all my shit, man. Got to get Hell the word yeah. out. Good to hear. Good to hear. That's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. How was your guys' week? Good, bro. Good shit. It's, uh, you know, rent week, so it's oh, always, yep. a, always a recovery process after that. Yes, it is expensive, but other yes, than that, great. <laughs> I mean, that same boat with you. Yeah, it took a toll this month, but you got to pay the troll, and then yeah. they let you stay. You got to pay the troll's toll to get into that boy's hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's awesome! Yeah, oh my goodness. Well, today. I'm excited for this one because this is a personal favorite topic of mine, um, but it's just the hermetic principles and natural law and just basically these, you know, I don't want to say unspoken because they've been spoken for thousands of years, but these basic moral guidelines and laws that the universe runs by and you need to align yourself with properly to thrive in this, on this planet, you know? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we can just jump right into it, Brandon. You want to tell us about the Hermetic Principles? Okay, so it's a huge topic. Um, I can run over them quickly, which I will. I'll go through them a little bit quickly. Um, but as far as like in-depth analysis to how it applies to um, life and how you can apply them to your life um, and how everyone should be applying them, that might be a multi-part episode. We'll see how far we'll get. How long do we have? We have as long as we want, man. Yeah, we're on the unlimited plan, baby. Okay. <laughs> well, let me pull up a Shotsky. Yes, so there sir. are seven. Yeah. Cheers. There are seven hermetic principles. These, as you know, we went over my villain origin story. Yeah. And uh, these were the things that ripped me out of that. If it wasn't for that, then um, I would probably be like a satanic priest talking to you right now from all my interests. And I would probably literally be a priest like in the church right now if it wasn't for these things that ripped me out of uh, joining secret societies pretty much. Yeah. Because otherwise, um, occultism has become my life. And if it wasn't for these seven principles and like really, really understanding them at a deep level, then, like I said, I would probably be a dark occultist talking to you right now because I was in like a really dark place yeah. just because of my upbringing, you know. Yeah, I completely but, understand that. Um, really quick, for the people at home, occultism doesn't necessarily mean anything bad. I would equate it to something like a gun or a hammer. It's a tool to use. It just means hidden knowledge what occultism is it's the study of hidden knowledge and um you can use that tool for good or you can use that tool for bad uh, and we're going to get into it a little bit later when we talk about this principle but um 
like the polarity of things. There has to be the good for there to be the bad, you know, and some people choose to take, it's like a Jedi. There's Siths and there's Jedi, you know what I mean? And yeah. there needs to be those two forces in the force to balance it. Um, but occultism is such an interesting topic because it's all about just essentially energy manipulation, you know? And understanding these principles on a level that, where you can use them for your benefit. Um, yes, I guess it comes from uh, Latin occultare. Occultare yeah. was uh, Latin for um, hidden. So if yeah. something was occulted, it just means it's hidden. Some people call these principles the hermetic principles. There's arguments over whether um, what laid them out so clearly, which was a book called the Kabbalion, released mm -hmm. in the early 1900s. There is a debate over whether it's actually hermetic or not. Some hermeticist purist will say that it was not hermetic because it wasn't from the same time period that hermeticism as an actual tradition comes from. Right. Um, it was suspected to be written by this man i believe his name was william william at Ad atkinson wait let me look it up that sounds right but it was they just have it written down as the three initiates yes because it was like a joint book that these three gentlemen wrote together and they were these initiates of hermeticism and they basically just condensed the hermetic teachings into this book the Kabbalion, and then the sequel to this book the green uh the emerald tablets um yes and, so oh sorry go ahead go ahead emerald tablets were so we don't have any physical emerald tablets as of now as a human race there's talks of them there's notes pretty much there's like fractured notes of some things that all lead back to the emerald tablets, but we don't have any physical emerald tablets now. Um, so it's kind of like a mythified type, like a legend. It's probably but, like the, similar to the Ark of the Covenant or something like that, or the Holy Grail. Right, right. But there's lots of talks of it. All religions seem to talk about the same things that are described in uh, these hermetic principles that I'm about to outline over um, the emerald tablets and the Kabbalion, like i said william atkinson was suspected to be the author no longer with us not alive anymore william atkinson was a hindu student and uh he was a westerner but he knew a lot about hinduism and you can outline a bunch of these same principles you could trace them back to like hindu principles yeah. pretty much and um, if you do a little bit of like religious study, you'll start to notice that Hinduism is the oldest religion that we really have now that's as complete as it is. You know, we have Mesopotamian religion, um, but, Babylonian shit, right? Kind of but, god worship, but it's right, not as but, organized and it's not as, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We still have all this, we still have all these like uh, huge, very complete texts that were preserved from hinduism like the bhagavitas i think is what it's called and, Bhagavad Gita. Um, yeah, yeah yeah and many people will tie that back to like ancient ufo type shit but that's a whole different story for a different day so hell yeah the emerald tablets so uh, the emerald tablets aka the seven hermetic principles from the Kabbalion. the hermeticists were 
um, an ancient group of people. Some people call them mystery tradition Christians. Many people tie them back to Egyptian, but they were really on their own shit, you know, and they outlined these seven hermetic principles, which me personally, once I read the Kabbalion and I started realizing all these principles deeply laid out in the way that they were, I personally, and I've talked to other people that felt the same way, let me know if you feel the same way, that um, when I was on psychedelics, you know, tripping on psychedelics, these were things that like I realized on psychedelics but i didn't really have a way to put them into such organized words yep um yeah it was and, like truth uh, getting downloaded into you but like it was just an understanding you didn't know how to process it and give it to others it was just packaged for you to like understand from the psychedelics exactly experience. yeah and i really doubt i mean well, who knows i really doubt that um william atkinson or if there were two other initiates you know as the three initiates that yeah. is the author of the Kabbalion. i really doubt that they were on psychedelics I, I think they came to a point of gnosis which means knowledge yeah um of, of knowing that these were universal truths you know and these truths can be um came upon these truths can be realized um on psychedelics which happened for me yeah but uh which is one of the most beautiful things about psychedelics i believe is just their ability to give you this like innate primal knowledge this ancient knowledge and truth that you <clears throat> otherwise would have to study your whole life to get to understand you'd have to like post up in a cave and work on your breath work for 40 years before you could finally get your your body to release enough dmt to let you understand that truth you know yes but yes. i i agree so seven hermetic principles first one is mentalism the second one is correspondence the third one is vibration and then we got polarity and then we got rhythm and then we got cause and effect and then we got gender um, and before people get all gung-ho about gender, it does not <laughs> have to do with uh, male and female. That plays a part, physical, biological gender. That plays a small part. Yeah. But gender, uh, we'll, get to, we'll get to gender, but it really comes down to more energetic gender. Correct. So the principle of mentalism, as the Kabbalion outlines, or as the Emerald Tablets outlines, Principle of mentalism reads, the all is mind, the universe is mental. Mm -hmm. So when they're talking about the all, the all in the Kabbalion is, and in different occult texts, if they use all capital letters, or if they start something with a capital letter, they're doing that on purpose. Right. So... If it starts with a capital letter, they're talking about more of the objective aspect of it rather than the subjective aspect of it. Yeah. So the all, all completely is capitalized, A-L-L, -L, all capital letters. What they're talking about there is the objective aspect to everything. So people can say universe, but it's more than that. It's not just universe. It's more than what we as humans would term universe because it includes everything that exists and everything that does not exist and everything that could be thought of to exist or not exist yeah. that is what they're talking about whenever they say the all so the all 
would be every single thing that is possible to exist or not exist. So everything, even incomprehensible things to our mortal minds. That's what they're talking about when they say the all. So you can equate the all to God, because if we are included in the all, if we are included in everything that is, then that's the one way that you can um what's the word reconciliate is that even a word i don't know this is the one way yeah yeah, this is the one way that you could reconcile um god being within all of us and god being outside of us at the same time because the all would include you and me you know and uh (laughs) wait sorry what's your name again what's the other guy's name avery avery it would include Avery. It would include Avery's family. It would include Cameron's family, my family. It would include all the objects that are around us. That would all be part of the all. And so if that is true, which it is, then that would mean that every single thing is God, even a personified external God you know, outside of things that controls the all, it would include even that. That would be looped into what they're calling the all. Right. And so the all is mind. The all is mental. And so if the all is mental, then you can say, what does that mean? What that means is everything starts in the mental realm. So nothing in our universe can exist without first being a mental construct because you can't start building a building without first thinking about it and thinking about it and then putting that into your emotions and then into your actions to construct something it has to start in the mind is such a real thing that's like that's like the key part of manifestation is thinking it up and willing it to be right right it's not that you're making something out of nothing but you're making a thought a reality yes and so it follows that um the second principle the principle of correspondence principle of correspondence many people they don't think that they've heard of it but they have whenever you say the term as above so below so below as above as within so without it's a cornerstone all of these are cornerstones of occult traditions and occult traditions are whether people believe it or not are cornerstones of the religions the exoteric religions so esoteric means um meant for the very few eso right esoteric exoteric think of an exoskeleton it's meant for the vast majority of people yeah And so these occult principles all tie into what we would even call exoteric religion. The only thing is that exoteric religions um, tend to dive into the literal. And this is where you get fucked up religion to where it starts causing harm to people. But whenever you delve into the esoteric meant for the few, meaning allegory and metaphor, within these exoteric religions symbolistic when you get in, yeah. yes 
once you get into that aspect of it, then it starts to become clear how what they're talking about is very real. It's very right. And it's very psychological. It's yeah. not a um, some of it might be uh, physical, but more importantly, and more importantly, how it can be applied is psychological. So the principle of correspondence as above, so below. So within, so without. So what that means is the universe is self-reflective. And the universe... Um, fractal is another good word I've heard used in this situation. Fractal. You can think about fractal. You can think about the Fibonacci sequence if uh, listeners know what that is. So it's self-reflective. So things that are in the small or things that take place in the very tiny um, kind of, not exactly, but kind of reflect in um energetics above so one good example is you can take the old now antiquated but you can take the old model of um like an atom like if you were in like high school and you know and you were in like chemistry class or whatever you can take the uh atom and the electrons and uh, the electrons and the uh, different elements that float around the atom. So, but they would depict it like in high school, they would depict it as spheres. So they would have something in the center and then they would have different number of uh, other spheres rotating around that sphere. That's how that they would depict it. And you can take this with correspondence and you can apply it to our solar, solar system. And so the solar system has one big sphere, the sun, and then it has nine planets rotating around it. And it's very similar to how atoms or the very tiny were depicted. And then yeah. you can go up from that. And then you would have in our galaxy, a center of our galaxy. And then if you were to lump every solar system within our galaxy into spheres, if you were to depict it that way, they would all be rotating around uh, the center of our galaxy if space and so real. on and so forth. Yes. And, and so... Uh, I'm sorry. So yeah, I don't even know if space is real. I just got to throw it in there sometimes. That's principle of correspondence. Uh, principle of vibration is self-explanatory. Again, um, these were outlined in the Kabbalion in the early 1900s, I believe before 1910. I might be wrong on that. But um, the emerald tablets were said to come from the times of the Egyptians. So the principle of vibration is one of the ones that we're going to see that has already in our current time been laid out in modern like science. Mm -hmm. And so principle of vibration states nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates. Correct. And so – People know this now. It's common knowledge. You know, people know that everything vibrates. People know that if um, you were to somehow get a very zoomed in, um, very tiny image of me or you or the things around us, that it's not really still. It's not really solid. It is tiny particles put together and they're constantly vibrating. And it's okay? that, that resonant frequency that keeps them apart. It's those energy fields based off that frequency that creates yes. all that space in between everything that creates the illusion of solidity. Yes. A and the trippy thing is, is everyone realizes this, 
but the principle of vibration, this was outlined before modern science really like figured that out, you know, because well, this is outlined the way back Emerald in tablets. Egypt. Yeah. Well, and it, yeah. Was, it was passed down. They say it was passed down by Hermes Trismegistus. It was this, they call him Hermes the thrice great. That's what Trismegistus means. Um, that's just yeah. a really fancy ass way of saying it. Um, but that man, Hermes, can also be depicted as Thoth, the the like god of knowledge, or the uh, Prometheus character who gave knowledge to man. And it's so cool. This goes into a conversation that me and you have had a lot of times, Avery. And this is some shit that I love getting deep on, but just how all of these different stories are connected. Yep. All of them. And they all have these same characters that play the same role with a different name. Yep. Um, but it's just very interesting that this Thoth character, this Hermes Trismegistus, um, is this Prometheus character. And oftentimes Prometheus is also um, related to the Lucifer the the serpent in the in the garden when you yeah, when you talk in relation to the to the bible um it's very interesting i just like oh, to yeah. go off on tangents like that to just draw the connection for people because oh yeah you know so interesting yeah uh and prometheus you could even say you know he took down the torch from the gods and that's where you could tie it back to lucifer the light bringer yeah um Hermes Trismegistus, um, a lot of people, the, the common consensus now is that Hermes Trismegistus was kind of a combination of um, Hermes and Thoth. So Thoth being the the one, I mean, Horus was also depicted as a bird-headed yeah. being, but Thoth is the scribe, so the one that would write down the knowledge yeah. and people also tie that into it's either roman or greek i don't know but uh, i always think of the hercules character with wings on his feet uh but that oh hermes, hermes. yeah yeah so so people think it's a combination of, of those. those two yeah i believe it well and so what happened is um oh excuse me i'm pretty sure that the romans kind of like co-opted this thoth character when they came Cheers. and conquered egypt Cheers, buddy. <laughs> and so what happens is the Romans came in, the Egyptians already had this Thoth, this Hermes character, and the Romans kind of took that character and added it to their pantheon. Um, it's very interesting. We we need to have like a whole little mini series on the fucking the different pantheons and how all the gods are all connected. Oh yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I need some. I need a couple months to draft up a spreadsheet, but all right. <laughs> I, would do it. I would do it. All right. So, so back to the hermetic principles. I'm sorry for the tangent. You got to go off the but, rails every once in a while. No, it's good. It's good. I like it. I love it. So principle of vibration, self-explanatory at this time. Yeah. Principle of polarity. Everything is dual. Everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Extremes Correct. meet. All truths are but half-truths. All paradoxes may be reconciled. So, um, principle of polarity um, embodies the truth that everything is dual. Everything has two poles. Extremes meet. Everything is and isn't at the same time. Yep. Every truth is half-false. There are two sides to everything, et cetera, et cetera. It explains that in everything there are two poles or opposite aspects and that opposites are really only two extremes of the same thing with many varying degrees between them. To illustrate, heat and cold, although 
opposites are really the same thing. The differences consisting merely of degrees of the same thing. Look at your thermometer and you can see and discover where heat terminates and cold begins. There is no such thing as absolute heat or absolute cold. The two terms heat and cold simply indicate varying degrees of the same thing. And that same thing, which manifests as heat and cold, is merely a form, variety, and rate of vibration. Yep. Same thing happens with light and darkness. So light and darkness, um, there is no absolute light and there is no absolute like darkness like we can outline these things in our mind but they're really just degrees of the same thing so light going to dark is it's degrees of the same thing you can walk up and then you can get to shade you know and then you can get to um all these like middle degrees but they're really um two poles of the same thing um, and this isn't to say that there is a absolute good or an absolute bad. You know, I'm going to get into that after I outline these principles, because that is a slippery slope that I slipped into yeah. um, and that pretty much ruined my life and uh, gave me hardcore psychedelic PTSD, but also ruined uh, the world. The world is because people are getting it fucked up in their head that there is no absolute good or bad, and they make it up as an individual, which Correct. is false, but we'll get to that. Uh, principle of rhythm is number five. Everything flows out and in. Everything has its tides. All things rise and fall. The pendulum swing manifests in everything. The measure of the swing to the right is a measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates. So this principle embodies the truth that in everything, there's a manifested, measured motion to and fro, flow and inflow, a swing backward and forward, a pendulum-like movement, a tide, ebb and flow, a high tide and a low tide between the two poles, which exists in accordance to the principle of polarity described a moment ago. There is always an action and a reaction an advance and a retreat, a rising and a sinking. This is in affairs of the universe, sun, worlds, men, animal, mind, energy, and matter. This law is manifest in the creation and destruction of worlds, in the rise and fall of nations, in the life of all things, and finally in the mental states of man. And it is with this latter that the hermeticists find the understanding of the principle most important. The Hermeticists have grasped this principle, finding it universal application, and have also discovered certain means to overcome its effects in themselves by the use of the appropriate formulas and methods. They apply the mental law of neutralization. They cannot annul the principle or cause it to cease its operation, but they have learned how to escape its effects upon themselves to a certain degree, depending upon the mastery of the principle. That, what they're talking about there, goes into uh, deep ceremonial magic occult stuff that would is a whole episode in and of itself. But to make things easy and succinct, we'll say the principle of rhythm heavily ties in to the principle of polarity and vibration, right? Yeah. So all these build on top of each other. So you have the vibration, you have uh, 
mentalism. You have mentalism, you have vibration, you have polarity, you have rhythm. They all build on top of each other. Number six, the principle of cause and effect. Every cause has its effect. Every effect has its cause. Everything happens according to law, capital L. Chance is but a name for law, not recognize. There are many planes of causation, but nothing escapes the law. You can already see how this principle is starting to tie in to vibration and polarity. And furthermore, you can already see, if you really think about it, pun intended, to the principle of mentalism. Principle of gender. Gender is in everything. Everything has its masculine you heard feminine that right, principles. Gender is a hermetic <laughs> principle. <laughs> gender manifests on all planes. So I'm just going to read what this paragraph says. The principle embodies the truth that there is gender manifested in everything. The masculine and feminine principles ever at work. This is true not only of the physical plane, but of the mental and even the spiritual planes. And on really quick, just plane, to stop you for a second, I'm sorry. This ties directly into polarity with the the gender and the, the male and the feminine or masculine and feminine. You yes. person needs to have these in balance. You know what I mean? And I mean, to varying degrees, obviously, but it needs to be in balance for you. You know, yes. sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to I had to say that before I forgot it. No, that's good because people get gung-ho about gender now. I would go tinfoil hat mode and tell people that that's on purpose why it's pushed in our face by the news. Anything that's pushed by the news in your face over and over and over, you need to take with a grain of salt. Maybe there is – exactly. They're literally socially engineering us. Yeah. And they have been for a long time, and they have done it successfully. And that's why it takes time to break out of that sleep. Yeah. It's why it takes time and effort and really hammering away to break out of the mental prison, to break out of your sleep, to wake up to what is real. Oh, I know it. Well, and it's generational warfare. They started doing this like to our grandparents. And so now we're like the third fucking rendition of yep. this generation that they're trying exactly. to change with this social Marxism and this fucking college Marxism that's moving in through these universities. And it, it happens like that on screens that's in front of our face. But yep. really, I mean, it's been going on for as long as history has been recorded that yes. we've been put to sleep and really in the grasp and the chokehold of these dark occultists yeah occult meaning hidden knowledge these dark occultists that really run the world you know and they have the knowledge and this is why it was forbidden and why it's even taboo now to look into the occult because it has been Exactly, because if you have – all occult is, all the occult really is, it means hidden, hidden, but yeah. all it really is is deep psychological knowledge that goes further back than what colleges te- teach as like psychology. Yeah. You know, it goes it's, – it's really the depths of the mind, but it goes beyond what you can learn in a psychology class in college current day. And you're not going to get that type of knowledge in college current day because even 
college and the education system that we have in America is tied back to the occult. You rise up in degrees. You have to get degrees to these certain things. They put a square upon your head. And this is getting really deep. And listeners might just laugh this off until they fucking know enough. But they put a square on your head. And in Freemasonry, as a tradition. You have to be on your square, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they tell you to be on your square if you're not acting you know, in accordance with natural law. They say you're not acting on your square. Yeah, or they say they will congratulate you and mock you to your face and say, congratulations, you're on the square. But yet Mm. in Freemasonic, the first ritual that they actually do with you whenever you join that secret society, they tie a rope around your, they, they tie a noose pretty much around your neck and they drag you off of the checkerboard floor. And when they drag you off a checkerboard floor onto a higher elevated platform, what they're saying symbolically is that they're dragging you out of dual consciousness. So dual being uh, black and white, as in the checkerboard floor. So seeing everything in um, these two extremes, not even extremes, but dragging you off of imbalance because they dishevel one sleeve and they leave one sleeve down and then they dishevel um, one pant leg and then they leave the other pant leg down. And by doing that, they're saying you are imbalanced. Imbalance of what? You could say it's imbalance of the left and the right hemispheres of the brain. The left hemisphere being logic um, analytical mind um and the right brain being creative and uh like artsy type mind and real neuroscience is not that black and white pun intended uh but (laughs) real neuroscience is it gets more complicated than that but you could say truthfully in general even with real neuroscience in general this holds true that there is a left side of the brain and a right side of the brain and the majority of the aspects of both of those um hold certain capabilities meaning analytical logic and then like the artsy side of the brain that can create stuff yeah and i think that's i think that's agreed upon and peer-reviewed as well i think they've done studies to show that like different sides of the brain light up for different activity oh yeah um Yes. It's very real. The, 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 the problem is that you'll get a lot of like neuroscience students being like, well, actually, this is not <laughs> the true way. But they just for want that sake, Nobel Prize bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> for, sake, for sake of argument, it holds true and it ties into everything that I just outlined. So the principle of gender, masculine and feminine, right? So, the masculine side of the brain, keep in mind, this ties in archetypically. For the listeners that don't know what archetype means, archetype pretty much means, um, I believe it was first said by Carl Jung. I could be wrong, though, but the idea has been around since time immemorial. I think he is the one that coined the archetype. 
like yeah the archetype model and he like created art the different archetypes that people fit into so with archetype as carl jung would outline it um help me out here cameron if you know better than i because i don't really know how he outlined it but you have hero you have uh like jester you have villain so all these like modes of being that have repeated forever so uh they repeated so much like hero and villain we'll just take it there so hero and villain everyone knows what a hero and the ideas that follow a hero and the villain and the ideas that follow a villain everyone knows what that is inherently so this is where you start to get to the mode of archetype because it's inherent it's inherent to people whether they were raised inside of a forest without any access to books or media these archetypes hold true in their mind they get the idea why because it has repeated over and over and over so much throughout humanity that it starts to make an archetype in the mind and people this is where you'll lose people because people will say it doesn't continue like that you know you have to have physical experience with these types of things for it to continue generationally the archetype blows that out of the water. So the archetype states that it is inherent to us as human beings. It's inherent to us with mental, uh, human, mortal minds. And so it keeps going whether you're exposed to it or not, you know. Right. And then it archetype, you can start tying into an easy way to look at it is shapes. So if you look at an equilateral triangle in the human's mind, whether they're exposed to that concept or not, in the human's mind, they're going to see that as an equilateral triangle that ties into three because it has three points equilaterally. And if another easier way to even look at it is a square. So you can look at a rudimentary two-dimensional square and you can tie that into foundation you know yeah and this is why numerology even takes the number four and they tie it into foundation right Right. but aside from that take an equilateral square and those look like blocks that's what we call blocks if you extend it onto the three-dimensional plane, then you have cubes. But these things are blocks or building blocks. So the building blocks um, can stack on top of each other and hold itself together without falling over, unlike other shapes. And so that's why it's said to be archetypally, 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 archetypally? archetypically foundation (laughs) so it's (laughs) so it's said to be foundation and so where the fuck am i going with this the principle of gender male and female right so male would be the left side of the brain if you want to tie this into human brains then male would be the left side of the brain it's generally more analytical it's generally more um logical the right side of 
the brain or the female side of the brain is more artistic, right? Yep. And you can even tie this into instead of left and right, if you want to switch it around and go this way, then uh, you could say that the consciousness and the subconsciousness play right. into this. So the conscious mind, uh, which isn't brain, um, it goes beyond brain. Again, you're going to lose people if you start talking like that. But they don't know about modern quantum science. But right. the conscious brain is male. Male uh, in way that it directs outward. We're very aware of it. It's really in your face. And you use the conscious mind to think every day. That little voice in your head that usually goes off. Uh, that little um, internal monologue is usually going to be the conscious mind. And so the subconscious mind is going to be the feminine principle because the feminine needs to take things in. It's not easily as seen. It is the yin to the yang, right. the yang being the conscious mind. And so the yin or that darkness in the back of your head, that it's not a bad thing. It is... It, it it regulates your heartbeat. Yep. It regulates your breathing. It regulates like your, um, I mean, I guess the heart rate regulates your blood pressure, but like all these things that you're not consciously thinking of, you're not sitting there and going, my heart beats, my heart beats now. My heart needs to beat now. My heart <laughs> right. needs to beat. Right. Yeah. This, this is the subconscious mind, again, beyond brain mind taking over and this is a very important part it's beyond brain because we need to get to a point to where collectively or correspondingly that people start to see this more as an objective full figure rather than just going on in an individual's head and an individual's head because all these individual heads have subconscious and ceremonial magic can even all these occult traditions all of them teach you that your subconscious is the most important aspect of this because you need to penetrate with the male principle of consciousness you need to penetrate into the female subconscious and by yep. driving that into the subconscious female aspect your subconscious branches out into the collective consciousness or the all going back to mentalism and from the all not just your all not just your mental aspect from the all all things will manifest down into physical reality and that's the most key component of how magic works of how praying works yeah. of how all these religions work yeah. because and all these miracles happen these miracles it's 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 literally it is a science you know and a conscience you can even take you have to use your conscience because conscience is a science. Uh, I believe conscience is Latin for consciere. Uh, I could be wrong on that. But siere just meant um, to know, to know. So if – and co, co conscience, co meant um, together. So to know together. 
or there's like a group understanding. Say, yes, it's common uh, sense. Common oh, sense is really what conscience mean. Dan, and there's so, a lot of unconscious people where I live and where I drive. <laughs> Same here. Oh yeah, here Same too, here. bro. You don't even know the the type of fucking. I bite down on my tongue a lot, but yeah. I don't. Yeah. I yell at my windshield. <laughs> the windshield. Yeah. We're surrounded by fucking retards. Retard yeah. just yeah. means slow down. By the way, for yeah. people that are listening, yeah, we need to take not... that word back because that's a good word. Yeah, they don't get to have it. <laughs> if you're I want retarded, it that just means you're slowed you're down. down from forward progress. See, okay. I don't know. I think they did that. They like added like mental retardation to that. And then it like became this bad thing because back in the day you could just like, like there was like simpleton or somebody that like wasn't smart. And then there was like retard and they were separate. Retard was somebody who was competent doing something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 You can keep changing the name. You can keep changing the name over and over. And uh, like a co-opted like the fucking rainbow. (laughs) I will still call you. Um. (laughs) <laughs> chromosome <laughs> deficient whenever you trip oh, over God. your shoelaces while walking down the sidewalk <laughs> right i'm not going to stop i would do it in your face to make fun of you yeah you have all to. right <laughs> so you gotta rage against the dying light my friend yeah principle of gender is male and female principles in out yin yang so and i would equate this to your white and your in your black wolf, man, there's two wolves inside of you, and both need to be fed. You can't exactly. starve your wolf because one of your wolves is gonna come looking. It's gonna be hungry. <laughs> you need to feed that fucking thing. You're gonna come looking. <laughs> so the question becomes if these seven principles are the core of all occult traditions, or what they would even teach you. Once you get to a certain degree, right, once you get to a certain level, um, then why is it important and why does it matter? The reason that it matters and the reason that it's all that really matters fundamentally and archetypally is that it is almost like the archetype of the all. So I described the all earlier. It is the underlying foundation for what everything comes out of. So these things are objective. They're not subjective. Subjective meaning it only applies to you. Objective meaning it applies to everything. They are objective principles. They're universal principles. Right. And because and everything of that, is bound to these principles. Whether you would exactly. like it or not, these things are what govern the the natural accordance of the universe. Hence exactly. the law of the universe, huh? Correct. Yeah. It's it's it's, all it's about, the maybe. same or the universe, which uni meaning one and versare meaning change. So it's the one change, you know, it's everything is playing out into a formation of change that's constantly evolving, but underneath that is the foundational principles principles meaning it comes first it comes first and so coming first 
it needs to be recognized. I always come first. I was gonna, dude, <laughs> I was gonna make a joke to you. Fuck off. So coming first, it needs to be recognized that mentalism, correspondence, vibration, polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, and gender are all before anything branches out of that. And so why does it matter? You know, why does it really matter? Why do these occult traditions, why do these secret societies, why do these religions all lead back to these principles? What's so important about it? What's important about it is, like I said, everything comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Every, those are self-existent rules that things come out of. There are seven. Many people will probably recognize the uh, from the Christian tradition that seven is a holy number. Many people that are occultist will start to recognize that there are seven elements that make up the alchemical process, you know, but they don't stop. They stack on top of each other in the alchemy process. That's a whole different story. But so why are these important? These are important because if you realize, as outlined, the principle of mentalism, correspondence, vibration, polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, and gender, if you realize these things deeply enough, which I did not used to, but if you realize these things deeply enough, you can start to get back to the point of we are all one thing. So mentalism would state which would be consciousness, right? Exactly. To know together and to know together. So to to know, which is not a suspicion. It's not a, I think this is the right thing. It's faith. It's, it's, it's knowing. It's, it's actually knowing the truth for what it is because you are connected to that truth and you know that to be true. You know yeah. it to be true. There is no dismissing it. Conscience to know together. co So mentalism is to know together quite literally because if everything has to be thought up in our heads as mortal beings before we create on the physical plane, correspondence as below, so above. So above would be what we would term God or higher aspects of being that we can attain. We can attain. We're not there here on earth by any means, but we can attain these higher aspects of knowing and these higher aspects of knowing think in the mental plane first and then through thinking become a physical reality. And this is where you get the idea of all, you know, you meet a hippie, all this consciousness, man, it's all just one big wave field of consciousness, dude. He's right. That retard is right. He's. <laughs> I want to ask that retard right. for some that, whippets. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking blowing the whippets, but he's right. That, he's that's right. literally that. That's literally what that actually means. If he can outline that for you, thank God. But uh, he's totally right whenever he says that everything is consciousness, everything is God. Everything has to go through God to come down to us. 
because we are part of that. Yeah. We are part of that. And this is why you'll get, and again, I'm going to lose people here, but this is why you get these synchronicities where your internal monologue as, as an individual, your internal monologue will sync up with things outside of you. With your reality. Like, yeah. You'll Almost hear that you people, manifest your reality. Yeah, you'll hear people having a conversation, and it can get so – I've had this happen. It can get so uh, precise that your internal monologue will – you'll be saying a word. Like I'll say the word word in my head, and then outside of myself, the people that I don't even know will say word at the same time. That happens you know? when I'm listening to songs all the time. I'll be having a conversation. I'll say something, and then right after I say it, and it's never like the word the. It's not like stupid, simple words that could be replicated. I'll be like um, something, something refrigerator, and something is freezing. And then the music will be like freezing. And it's like, yeah, whoa, yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. But really quick before I lose it, um, you were talking about how we are manifestations of consciousness experiencing itself. And one of my favorite quotes by one of my favorite comedians, Bill Hicks. He has this quote in one of his bits, his like stand-up comedy specials. But he's like, today a man on acid. He was talking about a positive drug story in the news. He's like, why can't there be a positive drug story? He's like, today a man on acid realized that all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration. Uh, there is no such thing yeah. as uh, what the what the hell does he say? He's like, there's no such thing as life. We're all fake. We're all manifestations of ourselves. Here's Tom with the weather. And just like rolls yeah. it right over. But it's like it's such a an incredible thing that he says and he says it so quickly and just like hits you with it. And you're like, whoa, I fucking especially doing acid. I've thought that before. Right. So it's today a young man on acid realized that all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration. That we are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. There is no such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Yes. Here's Tom with the weather. Fucking love that. Yeah. We are I the imagination that. of ourselves. Yeah. Jeez, Great yeah. quote. I love Bill Hicks. Yeah, Bill Hicks is the man. I wish he could have lived longer. That would have been sick. How, how long are we running now? What time um, is it? 6.45. What time did we start? Like It's like an hour ago. Okay. Take. So, I've been keeping track. Um, so these... I've outlined all the hermetic principles. Um, when I first read the Kabbalion and ever, whenever I read them, I had trouble personally um, thinking about these are so important, but how do I apply them? Right. You know, and how does this tie into like the world around me, you know, or is it just like a philosophy? And so I would like now for you or Avery to maybe ask me some questions about it and I will give you um, some uh, clarification on how these tie into our everyday world. Yeah. Go ahead. Avery, I want to hear your thoughts on this shit. I want to um, hear your questions. Let's see here. So, I know this probably sounds you know woo woo for you well no not at I'm all sure not no? at all cool, no man. not at all cool. um obviously it's very real Th these yeah. are all things that you can uh, actively see 
and feel and I, I think that's why I like calling them laws because they're just laws. They're real. Um right. as for questions, uh what which one does rhythm tie into again? I know they all stack, but you said that rhythm directly ties in with vibration. 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 Oh no, like polarity, that. polarity. I think that's what you and vibe and polarity. Yeah, both. but I remember I remember the conversation. I think you were talking so, about like, uh, an rhythm. interesting uh interesting takeaway I had from that was I think it's kind of cool how your vibration, I bet you rhythm is tied in to make people unique. Because yeah. I would say that everyone has their own rhythm. Oh, I love that. I think that's that that was just kind of a takeaway I had earlier. I love that. But um yeah, sorry I'm so quiet. I just wanted you to just get it all out because uh it's really interesting stuff and I agree that it's important. Yeah. A lot of people think that life is just uh chemical reactions in your brain it's that not. are totally random. So um absolutely not. What are your yeah. questions, Cam? Um not too many questions, honestly. I'm in that same journey myself. I've read the Kabbalion. Um, I'm on my third read through. So I've read it so and I, I listen to it. I don't read it, but I'll listen to it at work. And like each time there's a different section that I focus on more. Because I'm sure each one applies to my life in different times when I'm listening to it. Right. You know, like the first time I listened to it, um, vibration really stuck with me. And yeah. I remember that was right when we were starting the podcast. Yep. And we did the resonance and frequency episode. And I was talking about vibration all sorts. Like I couldn't talk about it enough because it was just it was fresh in my brain. I just listened to it and it applied to everything I was doing research about and it was perfect. Um, but one of the coolest things that I like have been thinking about and mulling over and just kind of chewing on after this last listen through was cause and effect. And that essentially we live in this whole universe is a universe of cause and effect. There, You're either a cause or you're an effect. And I think you – or like you're living in cause. Like things are happening to you or you're affecting things. You know, and um, I can't remember who it was. It was a philosopher who said, you know, you essentially you either live, live as a cause or live in as, a, as an effect. I'm fucking up the words, but – That's cool. I know you, McKenna you talked live as about an that. Effect. Yes, and I think that's – that's it. Fucking sparked me up, dude. Put a fire in my butt. I was like, "Ooh, I want to make an effect on the world." Shit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was one of the coolest things. Um, have you guys ever heard of retro causality? Uh. Uh-uh. So it's essentially the notion that the future can dictate what the past is based on things that are happening in the past that are going to affect things in the future. And it's this weird, almost this like, you know, temporal tie that we have. And it creates this like this loop almost of cause and effect in the universe. Oh yeah. Um, Very cool. But yeah, I, I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about retro causality. It kind of blew That's my awesome. Mind. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So, all right. <coughs> no, no questions from Cam or Avery. Let me see. Ah, oh, I, I probably do have some questions. Ask me it's anything. Just, it's one of those things that, like, you almost like understand it innately. Like once somebody tells you and you hear it, um, which is why I think language is such a powerful, magical thing. 
is it's it's all oral tradition and you pass it from person to person by telling them essentially right. that's all it is and that like a book can just tell you by reading it you know but you essentially gain this knowledge by hearing other people listen and it's something that like we were talking about with the psychedelics they can give you this knowledge i think it's a knowledge that in our subconscious mind already exists and it's already there in that vacuum you were you were equating it to the female energy in that womb of your fucking um of your subconscious mind there's little eggs of understanding and they just need to be inseminated with the subconscious like reading of it or the hearing of it and then it fucking gets deep into your subconscious and it gestates into this understanding <laughs> that was that yes. was deep that was deep, <laughs> was deep. Yeah, yeah. and it oh, needs yeah. to go deep the so the whole reason i bring all of this up the whole reason that i pay such importance to the hermetic principles the natural law principles the universal seven principles <laughs> that are at the core of all occult traditions and religions because yeah. occult traditions made up religions and even science i would argue that newton's um laws of thermodynamics all of them can be tied into the hermetic principles exactly yeah and so the reason it matters is because we need all of us every human being needs to get to a place mm. of understanding the difference between objective right and objective wrong, not subjective. So you'll find a lot of new agers. You'll find a lot of these hippie folk. You'll find a lot of these people that are sliding into like some spiritual shit. Uh, and they tend to, which I did. I did that. Right. They, they, they tend to slide into Nothing is really right or wrong because everything is dual, right? Everything has its poles. And so if I want to be wrong, then if I want to be a dark wrong guy, then I'll do these wrong things. And that's in accordance with the universe. You know, they, they have this justification that, well, hey, there's no such thing as wrong or right. Those are moral constructs that we've created psychologically. Um, yeah, the universe tells us that that's not the case. That was something that Aleister Crowley was a big proponent of, which I don't agree with. And I think things like subjective morality are are dangerous for the the group. You know what I mean? It's like maybe the the one person, the subject, ends up getting the benefit that they would want from this morality, but everybody around you is going to suffer. And at the end of the day, you're not here alone, man. You're not in this boat by yourself. Maybe you know Aleister Crowley better than I, but I feel like um, everything that he at least preached um, within the occult realm that was like um, fun, you know, like set in stone, that uh, I think he knew or at least he wrote about, but maybe he didn't know because he didn't follow it, but he wrote about that everything is love. Mm -hmm. Everything does have a law, you know, that leads to love. And 
that's what you should follow. But he, as an individual, didn't follow. Did not. Yeah, yeah. Do <laughs> yeah. as I say, not, not as, as I, I do. do. This well, is a he, perfect example. Yeah, and he was a big proponent Crowley. of do without wilt, and you know he was convinced that his wilt was to do bad. Love. Everything's love. Yeah, he loves little boys. Yeah, tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy too because like you think about it, and it's like he was a genius. Yeah. Like literally, like 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 no exaggeration. He was literally a fucking genius with the um, occult knowledge that he brought. Like we spell magic with a CK now because of him. It was not done. Before Crowley came along. Yeah, well, and that was on purpose. It was because he wanted to draw a line between um, stage magic and this, like, ceremonial magic and, like, Crowley magic. The man loves Yeah, like, like (laughs) actual – yeah, no, he was brilliant. He was such a smart person. But, like – it's it's literally it it is literally the best case of do as I say, not as I do that right. you can find, you know, be, because yeah, because well, he that was probably was on fucking... a mission. Yeah, I think I think I, he I was mean, on a mission to change consciousness. He was here to bring on the Aeon of Horus, this this new age of understanding and scientific revelation and hedonism. And yeah, what I believe, I don't know, Crowley, because he he's a double-sided sword because with one side, he showed us so many truths about magic and gave us a deep understanding of these truths. Occultism. With the Occultism other side in general. of that sword, he is fucking doing true evil, fucking up the karma of the whole group, doing shit yeah. like that. Yeah, especially it, with it, the it, things it, like channeling Lamb and opening portals, channeling the first gray. Yeah, I would argue that yep. these gray aliens, these aliens that we're seeing, they were they're coming into this dimension, this realm. These are interdimensional demons, folks. They're freaking interdimensional demons. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sorry, Alex Jones just channels through me sometimes. I can't yeah. help it. Yeah. Um, but that's what it is. There are these demons that are coming through these fucking portals that these dark arts occultists are opening up. And that was it's a big weird. thing that Crowley was talking about. He he was worried about L. Ron Hubbard and fucking Jack Parsons going into the desert. Yeah, Lamb. And doing that L-A-M. Babylon working. They're like, mm, he's not going to close those portals, right? Yeah. yeah shouldn't l- do that. L- and then we have Roswell right after fucking Warriors. Exactly, bro. And it's, it's weird because, like, you have to, like, especially as, like, a Western ceremonial occultist, at least for me, you have to like wrestle with that, you know, because yeah. like it's it's completely realized that Crow- Crowley, 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 either one, Dealer's was uh, a genius, like a very brilliant person. Well, he was very as such. He was like he was like going to college at like thirteen. Yeah, and it's like you you have to wrestle with the fact that like. He did so much for Western ceremonial occultism. And Western ceremonial occultism will lead you to the truths of the religions. 
right? Like he did yeah. so much for it. You go on Google and you look up magic with a C or you look up magic with a CK and you'll get completely different results yeah. on Google I on a it. fucking like super censored fucking thing. <laughs> and then- Well, it's because everything with magic is tied to the occult. You know, you probably type in magic and you're probably going to get David Blaine, Chris Angel and fucking some fat nerd playing Magic the Gathering. Right? Yeah. You know saying? <laughs> um, so interesting. Aleister Crowley, he's such a character. He you still have your cards, Cam. Oh, yeah. Come on. Dude. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. yeah no. Come on. <laughs> we'll do a whole episode <laughs> on him one day, dude. But um, OK, so. The whole reason I outlined these seven hermetic principles, I know we're probably going over an hour at this point, but I want you guys to ask me um, uh, questions that direct towards um, how is this practical and how does this play a uh, real life type situation? Like why? All right. So I've got one question and they, they talk about this in the Kabbalion. And after I ask the question, I'm going to go pee and just tell the listeners. But I want you to tell me about how the masters can use rhythm to their benefit. You understand what I'm saying? Like people that truly understand get the, the pendulum the swing. Rhythm, correct. And how they can play through the low swing and capitalize for the high swing. Talk about that and I'm going to piss. All right. He's going to piss. Yeah, yeah. So I'll answer his question, Avery, since yeah. you're here. Yep. So I can't tell you for sure if this is right, but the way that they swing above the pendulum, if I had to guess, you know, and I'm not there because I do ceremonial magic, you know, I do all these like weird practices, but. If I had to guess, it would be either some ceremonial magic aspect or it would be complete presentness. So if you are so present that you don't see anything but what is in your immediate environment and you feel the weight on your body and you feel the... uh sounds that are coming from around you then whenever you do something magically so-called wrong then you are so present that because your thoughts create the magic you won't be affected by a bad outcome because you're just so there that's what i would guess yeah yeah, and I love that. That's a that's a beautiful understanding. Um, the way I was reading it as well is it's knowing that these times, these low times are inevitable. They're coming. Regardless of how well you do, these low times happen, and it's part of the cyclical nature of the universe. This is what it's all about is we go in these cycles. And so if you can learn when this cycle is going to be, and you can prepare. You fucking squirrel up, baby, and you start putting nuts in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> and you can plan for these times when you know that it's not going to go as well for you as it has. 
in whatever case it may be, I use the financial aspect, but emotional, you know, things with your family, um, maybe even just mental. I think mental health fits into this like cycle because hmm. not that I have any mental, like I don't, I mean, probably what a mentally ill person would say. I don't have any mental, Ill. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think I would have any like diagnosable things. Like I don't, think i need to like go into any therapy but there's definitely times where you get a little low and you feel bad and it's just hard to like it's hard to like find motivation it's hard to find something happy to talk about you know but then you push through those times and then you have incredibly happy times you know and i think the pendulum like they talk about in the Kabbalion, the pendulum swings equal so as bad of a time you're having you're gonna have an equally good time facts yeah I love the logarithm. That was the that was the second one that fucking stood out big to me. So the thing that I want to get out before the episode is over is there is a very real difference and there is a very real truth from objective morality and subjective morality. Yeah. You will find all these spiritual people all these witchy people that claim falsely that subjective morality is the thing. It's the real thing. And they're wrong. They're Correct. really wrong about that. And but honestly, it's, it's just a narcissistic notion at the end of the day, thinking that only subjective morality. And for the folks at home, anybody getting confused about subjective and objective? Just remember back to third grade, okay? And we were building the sentence structures. The subject of the sentence is the name, right? That's the you. You would be a subject. The object is whatever is being acted on. That's the external. And so that's how you can distinguish between the two. The subjective is personal. <clears throat> Objective is not personal. External. And things like... um morality they are not subjective they are objective you right. can have your own opinions you can have your own little guidelines as to what morality is in your subjective mind but objectively it is a real thing of right versus wrong and yeah. right versus wrong can tie it back into the polarity because many people will say if everything is a pole then who's to say what's right or wrong right you know but that may be true of who's to say what's right or wrong but it's like what do you want to actually feed into to create the physical reality of this world? Would you rather tie into the positive pole and rhythm of this is a good thing to do right now? Or would you rather tie into the negative pole, which is what esoteric Satanists are trapped in of it's yeah we're gonna lifestyle. do wrong 
yeah, we're going to do wrong and we're going to rape these kids and we're going to kidnap them and we're going to yeah. send them out. It's like, which one, which one really makes more sense to you? Well, you and at the end of the day, that's what that's why it goes back to these archetypes and this hero's journey that we talk about. And in the hero's journey, there's the option to become a villain. Yeah. yeah so and it's like, which, make which one do you want to pick? It's like, which one seems more comfortable? Yeah. You know? Do you, you know what do, sucks? do you want you know what sucks a lot? Sorry to interrupt you. But no, go vi ahead. villains are so much cooler than heroes. <laughs> Can we be honest? Can we shoot? Yeah, they straight? got the they got the red and black, they got the uh Fuck Mars yeah, they do. And but Saturn. blue's a good color. Blue's a good color. I'm not gonna lie, I could be a Jedi, bro. Rock that fucking ah. <laughs> or a little blue baby shit. <laughs> um, oh no way. I love it. But no. The, the, the re can you hear me? Yep. <laughs> the reason that the world is fucked up is literally because people don't realize objective good from objective bad. That's literally, literally <laughs> why <laughs> everything is fucked up. Everything is fucked up because they literally don't realize, like, good from bad. And because yeah. it's common sense. It's conscience. People literally don't have enough conscience or knowing togetherness of good from bad. And because they don't have conscience, then that's why everything is just so fucked up. Everything is just yeah. so hindered and retarded and retarded yep. everything oh, is just like retarded you know <laughs> everything is just like held back from the progress that it could be everything I think, could i think that's all on purpose if i'm being it honest is. i think it's a concerted it effort to do that to us and everything that i'm talking about is known by the people that run this world the people that run this world know every single occult topic that i'm talking about they know yeah. all of it they were raised into it but they don't have conscience they don't know together that's why they're separated from us that's why they don't have the capability within their head to make this place a better place they would rather rule in hell than to coexist on heaven on earth yep yeah and i i completely agree in a tangent from what you just said talking about in the christian faith and the, the teachings of the bible what they talk about is essentially separating yourself from god by having this bargain with the devil having this this agreement you know and not accepting jesus into your heart i think that's what these people are doing and not, I'm not trying to get any preachy because I, I don't even subscribe to that kind of thing, but I've been doing a lot of research about it. And I mean, from all the different things that I've researched, it has a lot of truth in it. And that's that's one of the coolest notions I've heard and, and scariest as well, the fact that it's that easy for you to just separate yourself from God. You have the free will to do that. That's scary. It's fucking terrifying. Yes, oh, yeah. it's very scary. And it's like, that type of understanding, it's sad. It really is sad. 
that like that's a um intelligent position to take you know yeah that that it's like people that talk as to what i was just saying people that talk that way in anyone's head in anyone's head um awake or asleep both positions are like oh can you still hear me yep both positions are like oh that's a smart person and it's sad it's like why what what is this the standard that we're going towards is this the standard as like a human race that we're going towards you know, I think that, it's a standard that, that's always been set. The saddest part that I've realized as I've gotten older is the intellectuals are a fucking minority, my friends. Yeah, it's small. Yeah, it's very small. And yeah, it just it just fucking sucks, bro. Because it's like you you look at the world around you and it's just fucking crumbling. But <laughs> but that's why it's important to just maintain your own self like make sure that you are eating healthy make sure you're exercising properly make sure you can strangle a motherfucker if you need to like there's yeah just things that you can take care of even though the world's crumbling um and the the top douche andrew tate talks about this all the time but that you know you have to make sure that you are completely right in every aspect of yourself to fend off anybody because people that are completely secure in themselves and righteous are going to be attacked. It's part of it. We live in a realm ruled by the fucking, the demons, man. And they're on a hunt for righteous souls. And with that, folks, I think we are running over our time limit. This might be the longest episode ever. If you're, if the folks have stuck in with us this long and you guys need like a cookie or something send real me ones cookie. yeah yeah i'll bake you a cookie it's been great man hell yeah. yes brandon thank you for coming on and throwing it down for us you uh i'm sure you have en- you enlightened me and i'm sure you enlightened a lot of our guests or fucking listeners that have been listening oh yeah we really appreciate it man yes sir thank you um, love you oh, guys i love you yes, sir love you do you have any socials? Do you want to? Like, is there any way people can get a hold of you? Nine hundred thorns or Brandon W H E N R E Y. Hell yeah! You heard it here, folks. Go follow yeah. the boy. Give him some love. You guys, this was a good one. I hope yes, you guys sir. have a good night. Brandon, I love you. Avery, I love you. Love, love you. Dog. You guys take care.